hello and welcome to another edition of the Lost the Dressing Room podcast or the LTDR pod if you want to be street about it. I am Adam Humphreys. Alongside me is the one and only Adam Solomon. Ads, I can see you're beaming after a certain Liverpool defeated Man City on the weekend. Yeah, um, nice to play these uh, small teams to get the season back on track. Yeah, you do actually have a decent record against Man City, especially at home. Yeah, it seems to be a thing with Klopp and Pep, and uh, yeah, Pop just uh, Pop, <laughs> Pop Pep. Pep just uh, loses his shit all the time. Every time he can, he seems to come to Anfield, which is pretty funny. But uh, bless him, I'm sure they'll still uh, spend two hundred million in January and probably win something. It's always good for a meme, Pep, isn't he? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, if he's not hurling a water bottle or dropping to his knees or trying to scream out to God, or no, Klopp got sent off this time. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he's 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 turned into a right miserable bastard though these last few months. <laughs> like, any time you ask him a question about anything, he was like verbally abusing some journalist because he used Diddy Haman's words about something. What Diddy yeah, Haman? Who gives a fuck what Diddy Haman says? <laughs> no, I thought he was perfectly right to call out that journalist, and he should probably be sacked and put in prison. He was like, use your <laughs> use your own words. You do not deserve to use Diddy Haman's words. Yeah, whatever. You can, <laughs> he he can't be angry with those teeth. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get into the nuts and bolts the food and drink the anatomy of the episode um, just a bit of plug in of the socials so twitter ltdr underscore podcast instagram ltdr podcast leave us a five star review tell us how amazing we are every little like and follow helps us out with the with the algorithm so thanks for listening algorithm what is an algorithm I don't know but it sounds fancy yeah, it sounds Latin. Yeah, from the Latin, I'll go to... I don't know what it means. He's got rhythm, Al's got rhythm. I'll go to the rhythm. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, anyway, <laughs> on with the episode. I'd also like to remind you that when we're at my time here, the club stood by me, all my staff stood by me, the players stood by me. Your job now is to stand by our new manager. As you've just shared, with the full blessing of the great Sir Alex Ferguson himself, David Moyes became the Manchester United manager, with his reign officially starting on the 1st of July 2013. This was on the back of quite a rarity in football, with a manager leaving their club, not via sackage, but via hanging up the boots. Well, probably more apt term would be hanging up the hairdryer in terms of Alex Ferguson. Ad, cast your mind back nine years. What did you think, first of all, of Fergie retiring and then the, the appointment of Moyes? Oh, praise the Lord that Fergie retired because um, that was I, I was hoping it would be the end of um, United dominating the Premier League, much like um, when I was a Liverpool fan and um, we, were, we were winning trophy after trophy and then Kenny finally resigned and the great Graham Souness took over and uh, that was the start of the decline for... Liverpool and as is well documented we uh, didn't win the league for 30 years so I was hoping I don't think it would be anything like that at <laughs> United but you know I thought maybe maybe like 10 years <coughs> it is 10 years now to say <laughs> he nearly got the sack didn't he as well at one point Fergie Fergie um, yeah he had, uh, he had an absolute terrible start at United and um, well if he'd have been hired nowadays and had a start like that he, he wouldn't have lasted no he wouldn't have had a chance would he no and then um, yeah he won that first league in the what was it the 400th minute against Sheffield Wednesday, or is it Steve Bruce scored Steve, that goal? Steve Bruce. 
decent scoring record as a defender as well, Brucey. Let's not talk about him as a manager so much. But didn't he? They had one season. He scored like nineteen goals. Something like that. Something yeah. crazy. I don't think there was any penalties with that either. No, all headers. I think. I don't think he knew what was going on after the time. <laughs> well, not much has changed there, to be honest. Weirdly, he used to play for Gillingham, who was uh, one of my local teams back in Kent. Is that the end or the beginning of his career? Uh, the beginning, I think. He's always looked about 45 years old, Bruce. Yeah. And I went to school with um, Chris Smalling. Exclusive. Yeah. Man United legend. And you weren't the same year, though? No, he was a couple of years below me. Just just 15? Just two, maybe. <laughs> two, maybe 12. Well, you know. And he's uh, obviously at Roma now, played for England. He also played for the mighty Maidstone United. Yes, he did. Your local team. Yeah. Big up the Stones. Went to Fulham, didn't he, then? Yeah, I think Maidstone got like a nominal payment and then Fulham sold him to United and then on to Roma with Jose. Yes, and he's flourishing over there, isn't he? Yeah, they're doing, well, they're doing about as well as Roma tend to do nowadays, especially under Jose. Him and Tammy, under Jose. Yeah, Tammy Abraham, yeah. And they got a Paolo Dybala now as well. I'm surprised an English team didn't take a punt on him, although yeah. maybe he wanted to stay in Italy. You never know. Never know. With the Fergie retiring, from casting my mind back, it was the same day as the famous FA Cup shock of Wigan beating Man City in the FA Cup final. I, oh, yeah. Part of me thinks Fergie did that on purpose. I, I, that was some type <laughs> of mind games, definitely. Just to try and steal the limelight. Yeah. I, he wasn't happy about Manchester City you know, coming up on the horizon. <laughs> so he thought, how can I, uh, how can I get it back to, to people talking about the red half of Manchester? Was that, that was at the start of Pep's reign, wasn't it? The City game was a couple of years before Pep. Oh, he wasn't the manager then? No, I think it was Pellegrini was the manager. Oh, it was uh, Watson with the goal, wasn't it? Yes, well remembered. Ginger guy. Ben Watson yeah. went on the play for, I believe, Watford. Wow, well... Who hasn't played or, or managed, or managed. Watford <laughs> since our last episode? Well, with that season, Wigan went down. And there was always that debate of, would you sacrifice winning the FA Cup final mm. to stay in the Premier League? Or would you win the FA Cup final and ultimately get relegated? Yeah. To me, that's a no-brainer. I would love to... Because the thing is, how it's much more likely if you get relegated, yep. you'll come back up and you'll have an FA Cup winner's medal. Yep, something forever. Tell, exactly, forever. But... Every, everyone on TV is just like, oh, no, you've got to stay in the Premier League. You have to, you know, the Premier League money. Yeah, but you could stay in the Premier League year after year, like Stoke or Southampton, but they, they never achieve anything. And Stoke ended up getting relegated anyway. And who remembers half of the Stoke team? Do you remember Birmingham beat Arsenal in the League Cup? Yes, I do, actually. Yeah. Was it Obafemi Martins? It was a howler, but I think it was Chesney. It was a yeah, total howler, wasn't it? it to him, yeah. And then um, they won it, but they got relegated that year as well, I think. Of course they did. But they spoke to Birmingham fans, I think it was on TalkSport, and they said, we, we're happy with that. We won a major trophy. Definitely. You know, so we got relegated. We probably would have got relegated anyway. De- so. Definitely agree there. But you, you can't take that day away from them, no? No. No, you, you know, Portsmouth won an FA Cup, didn't they? Got re- got relegated. Well, yeah, they got relegated down to League Two. Under Howie. Under Howie, yeah. Wheeler dealer. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a wheeler dealer, Jeff. I'm not. I'm offended by it. I haven't duped my taxes. I don't even know how to use a computer. <laughs> the camera's under my dog's name. Shandra, <laughs> Sean. <laughs> Alex Ferguson, or Sir Alex Ferguson, he won an all right. 38 major trophies while in charge. <laughs> Is that all? I've 30... won more than that in championship manager. <laughs> 13 Premier Leagues, wow. two Champions Leagues, five FA Cups and four League Cups. 
He also oversaw, as we mentioned last episode, the class of 92. Oh, yeah. Who was your favourite player in the class of, 90, class of 92? Um, so, so many to choose from. Um, I know yours isn't Robbie Savage after the last episode. I don't count him as part of the class of 92. I, I don't think you're going to get a Christmas card off him. Though. I don't want anything from Robbie Savage. <laughs> <laughs> he was part of that team, though. But he wasn't part of the class of 92. The, the class of 92 came in when Ferguson sold Kanchelskis, he sold Ince, he sold Mark Hughes, and then they brought up Beckham, they brought up the Nevilles, Nicky Butt, Skulls. Paul Scholes. I mean, Robbie Savage wasn't on that list, so I wouldn't But he was in the, in the class in 92. If there was a school photo from that year and you're in the school photo, then you are part of it. Nah, mate, he was just... <laughs> Just denying it. Like, I don't know Robbie Savage is, anyway. In other news, the earth is flat. <laughs> Interestingly, Ferguson was going to retire in 2001, and it's come out that they were going to approach Arsene Wenger to take over, which would have been absolutely crazy. After he'd been at Arsenal? After he'd been at oh, Arsenal. So that would never happen, surely. Well, it sounded like... It would have been a possibility. I know Wenger's spoken wow. about it since, and he has said he would have strongly considered it. Fuck it. Well, imagine that. He probably wouldn't have gone, but just to have the audacity. Like, imagine <clears throat> Liverpool getting rid of Klopp and then just going after Guardiola, or vice versa. Yeah. Well, do you know, I often think about this. Um, at some point, Klopp will leave Liverpool, and who, who would I want to go in there? And I'm not 100% sure. Sam Allardyce. Show him up at the back. Oh, fucking hell. Kind of gravy. <laughs> He'd teach Alexander Arnold how to defend, that's for sure. <laughs> he wouldn't because nobody would listen to him. <laughs> England's greatest ever manager, mate. 100% win record. Yeah, 100% bung record. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. He's got a few England managers who probably yeah. <laughs> run him close yeah. with that. Before Moyes was actually appointed, though, Liverpool god Jurgen Klopp was approached but turned the offer down. Guardiola was approached. But he ended up joining Bayern Munich that year instead. Ancelotti and Mourinho were also considered, but they were deemed unobtainable due to their current status with their clubs at the time. So Moyes was at least the fifth choice option. <laughs> we know of. That's what you want to hear about yourself with any kind of selection, that you were the fifth choice. At least the fifth choice. Yeah, I mean, first or second, you think, OK, not bad. Third, you're getting a bit tenuous now. At least fifth. You're thinking, was I even really considered or was I just literally somebody they could get? Well, well, no, he was supposedly, as we just heard, hand-selected by the Kaiser of Manchester in Ferguson. Well, Ferguson tried to take him to the club in 1998 as the assistant manager. I think he may have been at Preston back then. He may have still been playing or just finished his playing career. But he went off on his own, managed Preston. Played in the same team as David Beckham as well, funnily enough, when Beckham oh, had yeah. his loan spell at Preston yeah. back in 1994. Oh, talking of that, remember we talked the other day about um, Harry Kane being at Leicester mm -hmm. in the same team as Vardy. I watched that Watford-Leicester playoff semi-final, you know, the one when it's like, um, Dooney! Yes. And then he, um, <laughs> who's the douchebag um, misses the penalty for Leicester? Went to knock Brighton. Out. Yeah, knockout. Complete dive anyway. Mm. Wins a penalty, takes it, misses it. Al Almunia, the ex-Arsenal keeper, Remember saves him. it. Yeah. They clear it down the, the pitch and then Dini scores. I didn't realise until I watched that game, Harry Kane comes on as a substitute for Leicester in that game. He actually played in it. No way. Yeah. He was at the other end. 
Another just like dribbling on himself. <laughs> another finally lost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, another another team he played in with no trophy. Yeah, bless him. And then um, and then he left Leicester and they went on to win the Premier League. The stuff I learned doing this podcast, mate. Well, I see. It's all out there. Mm. Harry Kane, you suck on multiple levels. Wow. <laughs> Harry, no, we don't want you on the show. No, nah, you just dribble on the microphone and blow it up. <laughs> The fur of my daughter's life, it touched me. This is high row football punditry on the Lost the Pressing Room yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so before Moyes went to Man United, you may have heard he was already a manager in the Premier League. He had an, quite an impressive 11-year reign as Everton manager. Mm. So when he took over the team in 2002, the Toffees were constantly in the relegation conversation, <laughs> but he managed to turn them into Champions League contenders, even qualifying for the competition in 2005. Inverted commas, I know you're dying to say anything. Well, I wasn't going to say anything, but yeah. <clears throat> Between 2007 and 2009, they had three consecutive top six finishes. Also, get into the FA Cup final in 2009. They did lose out to Chelsea in the final 2-1. Moyes' most notable transfers while at the helm of Everton were Tim Cahill, Mikel Arteta, Leighton Ooh. Baines, <laughs> Phil Jagielka and Jolian Lescott. Uh, and as a supporter from the red half of Merseyside, how do you reflect on Moyes' time? Yeah, um, I've been to multiple Merseyside derbies, um, been fortunate enough to go to them. And um, yeah, some of them are in the, the Moyes era and his teams were, were tough. That's probably how I'd assess him. Um, not really technically skillful, but really, really hard opponents, especially in a derby. They mm. were back in the days when, um, until recently, the derbies have become so soft, you know, because yeah. there's so many talented players now and it's not really the physicality yeah. you had. Back then, there was a <clears throat> lot of British homegrown players on mm. either, t- either team. Yeah. And, um, you know, there was it was like complete blood and thunder on the pitch and Moyes epitomised that you know from the, yeah. the touchline and he held up that underdog status that Everton always had and they used to punch above their weight regularly like you said you know getting to cup final um, getting into the Champions League <coughs> kind of um, and um, you know having to compete across the park from a Liverpool team that had started to find its form again and start win, winning trophies again finally and you know, he's he still brought Everton up there, and they were they they were a hard team to play, especially at Goodison. He did work to their strengths. He made some quite astute signings as the manager. Play like Phil Jagielka, who probably wouldn't have been looked at by too many teams. He signed him. Yeah. Jolian Lescott did a good job for them. They sold him for a decent profit to Man City. Was he the one who um, tweeted from his pocket? Yes. <laughs> when he went to Villa. <laughs> yeah. Somehow he managed to. <laughs> It just his phone seemed to go off in his pocket, and uh, he accidentally tweeted a picture of his new is it Ferrari yeah, or Porsche, Lamborghini or something, wasn't it? Yeah. But to get to that stage of managing to tweet something, mm-hmm. it would have involved some swipage on his phone. It would have involved more than like three button presses. Yeah, to do I that. mean, let's assume he was still active on the Twitter app to start with, while it's in his pocket. Okay, maybe. <laughs> Then he goes into Twitter, lined up a tweet, that particular photo. I think there was a caption with it as well. Look at my new card, bitches. Yeah, this is after they got hammered, wasn't it, Villa, in one of the games. And then he yeah. instantly tweeted that out as if to say, well, I'm not bothered. Look how rich I am. <laughs> yeah. And then you can tell his media team were like, no, you fucking idiot. 
But I think when you look back at Moyes and when he did first come to Everton, Everton, they were. They were always on every, on the tip of everyone's tongue when it came to relegation. Oh, yeah. And he did turn them into quite a formidable outfit, especially at Goodison Park. And mm-hmm. Tim Cahill, another sign-in there. Yeah, he was, po- he was a great sign-in. He was only short, but... He used to power a lot of headers in. He'd never give anything up. Reminded me of Craig Bellamy. Um, you know, you, you love to have him on your team and you hate him as soon as he joins another team. Good comparison. He's yeah. very aggressive. Oh, and yeah. He would give you everything. He wasn't the most technically gifted football player, you'd probably no. say, but no. what he was, he knew his strengths. Powerful, yeah. yeah. He scored some big goals for Australia. So I think Australia mm. qualified for that World Cup, didn't they? And oh, he scored a, I think he scored a banger in 2014 yeah. against Holland, I think. A yeah. left-footed volley from outside of the yeah. area. And Australia was shit at football they were. then as well. Yeah, so, yeah they were. You know, for them to get to that stage and then compete was, was mainly due to players like him. Um, yeah, he was he was a great player. I wouldn't have minded him at, at Liverpool, to be honest. When you've got a player like him in the team and you get a corner, mm. then, yeah, the centre-backs, the defence, they're going to be terrified. Yeah, he's either going to score or he's going to elbow two of your centre-backs in the face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then could, like, just act like nothing's, nothing bad has happened and walk away. So, as you can tell, Moyes did quite well at Everton. So, signed some good players, got some decent finishes, had a decent cup run or two. So he was given a six-year deal at Man United, with his reign officially starting on the 1st of July 2013. So of course, coming into the club in the summer of that year meant that the transfer window was wide open. Some of the players linked with Manchester United at at that time were Gareth Bale, Seth Fabregas and Tony Crowes. So they they would have improved Man United a hell of a lot. Yeah, definitely. And this is off the back of United being champions as well in um, Fergie's last season, uh, which we we mustn't forget that. So technically he's walked into the best team in the country, you would imagine. And United have always had a pretty big bankroll for whatever player the current manager wants. I mean, it was always Fergie before that, but he would usually take the cream of the crop from the season before, as in Van Persie. Um, you know, he'd, he'd take those players away from his rivals and that would just improve their team even more, like like, yeah. like they needed it most of the time, you know. But, uh, Berbatov as well. Yeah, Berbatov from Spurs. Well, that, that, do you remember that, that signing? He was, in, he was in the office at Old Trafford before he'd had any permission from Levy to discuss a deal. And Sky Sports, like they do with their cameras, they were filming him inside Old Trafford sitting down with the executives... And then they had there'd been no announcement that Tottenham had agreed to let him speak to them. Yeah. So that's the kind of underhanded shit that used to go <laughs> on all the time there. But they they never got found out about it. And yeah, Berbatov goes on to sign for them, scores a hat full of goals. They win more trophies. I mean, they had they had an okay team back then, and I think it was all thought about after Fergie left that even the great Sir Alex had decided this team's going no further now. That the rebuild's going to be too big. I'm going to call it quits, you know, while I've still got some of my faculties. On paper, they didn't have the greatest squad, really. When you look at some teams who've won Premier League titles, yeah. Fergie got the he got the absolute maximum out of every player. He used them in their best positions. He was a great man-manager as well, safe to say. Also, this coincided with Howard Webb retiring, <laughs> which is uh, Fergie's greatest... <laughs> greatest greatest side yeah, ever. Greatest partnership <laughs> he could have had. So uh, as soon as he was gone with his... Uh, Tattoo with the old Trafford crest on his on his chest. Um, he probably thought, okay, it's going to be too hard to win games now. He's back as the head of VAR now. Yeah, well, you know, put your money on Manu winning the league. <laughs> <laughs> 
so with Moyes coming in, the biggest challenge was to carry on the success of Sir Alex Ferguson. The feeling was, as we were just discussing there, was that Fergie, he got the absolute maximum out of the squad he had in that 2012-2013 season. Signing of Robin Van Persie being a masterstroke, he scored 30 goals that season, helping United to the league title. Can you remember Ferguson's final game in charge, Ad? Yeah, it's West Brom away, wasn't it? Um, Indeed. 5-5? Yes, indeed. And who yeah. scored a hat-trick for West Brom? Lukaku. Ding, ding, ding. Top yeah. marks. Lukaku banged in a hat-trick, didn't he? Yeah, weren't they like 5-2 up or something as well? Uh, yes, they were. So they were, United were actually 3-0 up at one stage and then they were 5-2 ahead. Yeah. So twice they blew a three-goal lead. Lukaku yeah. was a goal machine back then, wasn't he? For, he was already played for Chelsea once, I think, and then he went to yeah, West Brom. That's where he kind of kick-started his Premier League career at West yeah. Brom. And then I think he went back to Chelsea. Because they, they survived, didn't they, West Brom? Um, yes, they on did. On the final day, I think, as well. I think Wife was the manager, Wife Hodgson. And, yeah, he, he got the mid-table. He, considering they were the boing-boing baggies up and mm. down every season, he got them to mid-table obscurity, which I think the fans were pleased with. They yeah. weren't, uh, Well, they give for that now, the mid-table obscurity in the Championship. Yeah, but... Uh, yeah, no, I think Fer- I think Fergie for his last game just thought, fuck it, just give the fans something to remember. <laughs> yeah. and just, I think yeah. just sacrifice the defend the defense. I think he was happy that they they didn't lose because it looked like they could maybe lose at one point. Yeah, and I think that he would have got really angry about that. But I think he kind of just took it, didn't he? Five or okay, it doesn't really matter. Chetney would have reversed his retirement if they'd have lost. Oh yeah, he'd have been yeah, there'd been some pizza thrown in that changing room, <laughs> and he'd have brought Beckham back just to boot something at him one more time. <laughs> The squad that David Moyes inherited, they had four important players veering towards the end of their careers. So you had Vidic, was 32. You had Rio Ferdinand, who was 35. Both relative youngsters, as compared to Ryan Giggs and Paul Scholes, who are both 39 years old. <laughs> so, yeah, the squad did need a refresh. Plus, Giggs was tired out from shagging his sister-in-law all the time. Eight years. Yeah. Fucking hell. Paul Scholes was just... Chewing his daughter. <laughs> Chewing her toes. <laughs> Has he ever said anything about that? Why he does that? What can you say about that? Just oh, goppy. The fact he's like so openly did it on the on the video as well. Yeah. Chews their daughter's toes. Then you just see him on BT Sport as a pundit, like ne- like nothing yeah. happened at all. Uh, just after chewing his daughter's toes yeah. on an international platform. Like this Instagram. is this is a fully grown teenage daughter as well. It's not like she's like one, and he's done it to be cute. Like you know, it's... <laughs> he was probably he was he was chewing them, sucking them, and he had his eyes closed. <laughs> <laughs> just, no. <laughs> oh. Totally not. Gonna have to use the Lost Dressing Room podcast sick bucket <laughs> temporarily. Recording will resume shortly. <laughs> Dear God. Where were we? So In the- hell. <laughs> the two headline grabbing signings that Moyes made were Juan Mata, who joined in the January transfer window for 37.1 million, who mm. was at the time out of favour under Jose Mourinho, but had a good good signing. Yeah, well, yeah, he was um he was there till recently, Matto, wasn't he? Um, I think he only retired this season, 22-23. Is he retired? Yeah, I think he retired at the end of the season uh, before. Um, is he not in Turkey? I could have sworn well, I saw yeah, something. Well, yeah, but, you know, nah, effectively retired, retired. Yeah, okay, I mean, got, yeah, got, who, yeah. Who watches football over there? No one. <laughs> Bunch of nutters. 
yeah, from from like mainstream football. You know, he he retired from United. I think they just let him go on a free because he'd been there for so long. Yeah, and he he didn't have much pace anyway. But by the time he left, he was he's like standing still in the yeah, like circle, a modern really. day Jan Mulby. You know, he had all the 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 range of passing, but he didn't have to necessarily sprint anywhere. Well, Big Yan, when you see him in those like Legends games, he's always the best player on the pitch because oh, like everyone else has now lost like any ability to run. But he never yeah. had that ability to run anyway, so he just sprays passes over the pitch. But as long as it's not too far in front of anyone, you know, the um, a sixty-eight-year-old Howard Kendall. <laughs> oh, no, is he still alive? <laughs> I think he was like the ex-Everton manager. Wasn't he, he was, yeah. I think he managed them like three times. Liverpool, Everton, all the same, mate. Well, you know, let's not start that. <laughs> Whenever Jose Mourinho goes to a club, there always seems to be like a player that is highly regarded maybe by the fans, but Mourinho seems to just like not like for whatever reason. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking about this earlier. I mean, you've got like a quite a recent example, Deli Ali. Yep. And you've got player, uh, play, I think Bonucci, he had it Inter Milan. Mm-hmm. He had, it was Paul Pogba as well. They had a big bust up and... Yeah, I mean, if, you, if if Mourinho doesn't like the cut of your jib, if you don't do the work defensively, he kind of decides quite early on that he doesn't like you then. Cause... Yeah, I don't know how... He's not always wrong, though, because for me, Deli Alli's done nothing since he left. I mean, he's struggling to get a game for Everton, mm. and Everton are a cack again. Well, he's at Besiktas now, isn't he? Yeah, exactly, you know, and he... What did he there was a clip of him, wasn't he? He did, like, one Cruyff turn, and everyone's like, oh, <laughs> losing their shit, and there was literally no other highlights of him <laughs> during that entire match. He took it around one, like, 54-year-old Turkish bloke. <laughs> he probably, like, works on the, in the kebab shop after, part-time. And then... Nothing else, you know. He did nothing at Everton apart from miss that open goal once. Um, he did nothing at Everton, and what? That's a massive fall of grace. Yeah, fall from grace. He was on the bench at Everton. On the bench at Frank Lampard's Everton yeah, as well. Frank Lampard's Everton. <laughs> no, but seriously. <laughs> Do you think you'll ever get back to? No. How old is he now? No, he reminds me of like a Ravel Morrison now. You know, he's just completely wasted his career, and I think he'll just go on meandering around. Z-list clubs. He'd probably come back and sign for you know Coventry when they mm. get promoted back to the Championship at some point, and he'll he'll score like two goals, and then he'll get sent off because someone slags him off and says, "Who the hell are you anyway?" During the game. Do you remember that guy who played for Man City? Um, I think his name was I think it was Michael Johnson, not the American sprinter. Wow, but... he, he must have done well. <laughs> <laughs> Is he the one who got banned for drugs? Probably, mate. I mean, most of them have at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Damn athletes. <laughs> but yeah, he was he was always tipped to be uh, England's next great hope. Mm. Or he was he was tipped to have a great career, England career. But then there was a photo of him quite recently where he'd you know if he piled on the pounds a bit, he looked happy. You know, he looked happy. But uh, yeah, was, you know, you look at someone like Milner, who mm. you know he, he doesn't drink, he doesn't eat crappy foods. You know, and, and he's still playing at the highest level. You know, whatever you think of him as a player. I mean, he played really well on Sunday, to be fair. Um, mm. And, it, you know, he's, what, 35, 36 now? And, and it, he's, yeah. he's, you know, he's sacrificed all that party inside of his life to be an uh, elite professional. He's the model professional. Yeah. You would just love him. Even if he's not at your club, I think you can't help but respect him. No, Milner. you know, he's, he's won multiple Premier Leagues. He's won the Champions League. You know, he's, he's won everything. And he played for England for a, a short career, not, not massively. But um, he's done everything he wanted to do because he was totally professional. And then you get someone like Deli Ali who's too obsessed with, like, Fortnite and Snapchat. Mm. 
Yeah. And, and what, what will his career be remembered for? Nothing. Is Deli Alley with Guardiola's daughter? I don't know. I could have sworn I saw uh, I saw a story on Instagram. God, imagine the annoying conversations <laughs> you have to have with Pep. Deli, you could be somebody, somebody huge. Let me look at you. Oh, yes. I can see it now. I will sign you. Then he like, walks away. He's like, never sign him. He's shit. I don't want him. Don't let him touch my daughter. Then he just cries on his knees like into the moonlight. Or throwing water bottles about. <laughs> so the other notable signing that took place in the summer transfer window, not long after Moyes took over, seemed to be the ultimate panic buy of let's go back to my old club <laughs> and sign someone I know, was the the Belgian sideshow Bob, Marouane Fellaini. What's your opinion of Fellaini as a player, as a sign-in from, for United? I remember him playing for Standard Liège when um, they played Liverpool, I think, in a... Champions League qualifier and um, he was like a big target man in that game I mean that's essentially his whole game big target man Mm -hmm. and big hair Mm -hmm. he's all elbows and afros Um, and then Everton signed him and he adapted well to the Premier League he was a threat in both boxes but would I have seen him as a United signing at the time no um, you know, and then when he courted him all summer, mm. that was that was the, the worst part of this. It wasn't like he'd gone in and Everton were like, well, no, you can fuck off because we didn't want you to go in the first place. We're yeah. not going to give you one of our players for peanuts. Like, you think he would have gone, oh, well, let's move on to actual, you know, elite European targets, which United would have backed him for. It just stayed there all, all summer. In fact, he took so long that there was a clause to sign Fellaini for a lot cheaper. <laughs> And Everton purposely dragged it out so that he ended up paying almost double what he had to pay in the original option. Smart. Um, yeah, smart for Everton, but terrible for United and terrible for Moyes. Like, it just made him look like a complete rank amateur. And I think when the names we listed off earlier on of who United were linked with and Fellaini, I think you know it doesn't, it doesn't compare. But... You you summed up you summed that up perfectly. Afros and elbows took to the pre- <laughs> took to the Premier League. I think that should be the title of his autobiography <laughs> when he when he comes to he has to pay me money for that now. Come Maran, if you're listening, <laughs> wherever you are now. Afros and elbows, brilliant. Yeah. Fellaini's record for Everton was 177 appearances with 33 goals and 26 assists in all competitions. But most surprisingly, this stat like properly shocked me. Only one red card yeah. because, as you said, every time he jumped up for a header, he'd like give a centre back concussion because he'd like elbow <laughs> yeah. smash him. He had one of them Phil Jones faces as well when when you slowed <laughs> it down with like the complete gird, like <laughs> like every time he went up, they'd have a a still picture of him. Remember that Phil Jones clip when he was like falling over and he oh. still used his head to oh, move loads. the ball and he had to like. Ooh! There's a <laughs> look on him. There's a massive collage if you just look on Instagram or Twitter. There's a there's a massive collage of like 15, 16 separate photos, all from different games. It's like like every game, it was just like his natural yeah. game. People just start like watching the games to see what face Phil Jones will make. But yeah, I mean, like you said, pretty decent record at Everton for Laney, and um, yeah, really, really odd. I remember at the time as obviously a rival fan thinking. <laughs> like, mm. why have they gone for him and well why is a good question because there was always like when he came in there was always like a bit of confusion in terms of like what role he was brought in for like was he like a Roy Keane type enforcer or like a box to box midfielder 
or was he there to play behind the striker? But then, arguably, they had players who were already better in those yeah. positions. But then, if you pay a big fee like that, you'd think he was going to start. So, mm. he didn't seem to kind of, like, excel at any one thing that you think, as you said, a top club would go, no, go in for him. I think he just showed up immediately into Moise's reign that he didn't have that pull that Fergie did. You know, people were looking and thinking, oh yeah, I'll, I'll play for Sir Alex at United. And they're like, oh no, just, just a little thing. Um, <laughs> Sir Alex is gone. we got this guy now who's never won a trophy in his life. And, um, he is also, Scottish though. He is Scottish. Yes, he is also Scottish. So he, he could be exactly the same. We, we're, you know, he's untested at this level. Um, he's like a, like a raw talent. But um, yeah, he hasn't technically won anything anywhere. And um, he's just courted uh, average Belgium for the whole two months of the summer as well. But if you'd like to join us, Tony Cruz, then, you know, come on down. Speaking of signings, there was another signing that actually came into the club that summer. You might remember. He was actually Alex Ferguson's last ever signing. Who was? I don't know. Wilfred Zaha. Oh, Wilf. So Zaha was probably a little bit pissed off, thinking he was coming to play under one of the most decorated and successful managers in English football history, only to be coming to the club to bench warm under Ferguson Light. Yeah. Um, but he, then he was actually loaned to Cardiff in January 2014. Yeah, he's a funny player, Wilf, because, um, let, I mean, let's not be a banner bush. He didn't do very well at United. Um, he did get a few chances to show what he could do, and it was, it was too big a club for him, I think is the nicest way mm. to put it. And yeah... He went back to Palace and he was brilliant for them again. He tore it up, didn't he? Yeah. Like now he's established an established Premier League player, often linked with, with bigger clubs. Yeah, I mean, I, I watched him up at Anfield this season and he scored against us. So he's still he's still knocking goals in for Palace. And yeah, he seems really, really happy there again. So one of the rare stories of going back to a smaller club and actually doing really well still. Quite a raw talent at the time. Young, well, I think he was 20 when he signed Yeah, I think United. he had one of them London egos as well when players yeah. go up there and they think, you know, they're the, they're the bee's knees and you realise that you've got much bigger players there and the fan base is, you know, 10 times bigger mm. than he had at Selhurst Park and the, the pressure just got to him. I think he just couldn't perform. What are the big failures that have got the Man United? I guess... Veron in a in a way good shout. Uh Angel Di Maria, Jamba Jamba, yeah, um, Cleberson, yeah, random players like that. Remember they saw that player Dong? Yes, I do. Purely <laughs> just to sell some shirts in Korea or wherever he was from. Yeah, I mean they have had some stinkers. Um, like all, like all clubs. Yeah, I mean there was a raft of average keepers: Bosnich, Taibi, Bartes. Yeah, even Bartes. Really, he wasn't that great when you look at it. He's Terrible at one-on-ones. He'd he was come t- out and get mugged off all the time. How tall was he? He was oh God, five, 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 six. Yeah, if that. yeah, did have small man syndrome, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Remember that one at West Ham played at Old Trafford in the cup, and he pretended it was offside for ages. Yes. The canio just dribbled <laughs> it in. On, yeah. And everyone was like, "Yeah, that, that didn't work, Fabian." <laughs> no VAR in them days. And he'd have all them tussles with Ian Wright down at Highbury, and mm. Ian Wright would just launch into him <laughs> and then come away with a ball. And more often than not, they got their signings. You know, right more than they got them wrong, but yeah, there was some stinkers, I suppose, back in Fergie's day. But it's a big club. To, it's a big club to come to if you play like for say a mid-table Premiership club or even a, a team as Zaha was playing for then in the Championship. And I think it's kind of why I think that an England manager or even an international manager would probably most likely pick 
a Man United player who plays 20 to 25 games a season as opposed to maybe like a Southampton player mm. who may play every game in the Premier League season yeah. because they're not playing in the Champions League. They're not used to maybe those pressurised games. Mm. Maybe an international manager would rather go for that type of player who's played more quality than quantity. Yeah, in terms definitely, of the... yeah. Yeah, I mean, this was the start of the unravelling of them, wasn't it? So, mm. um, yeah, the squad did... Uh start to break up at, at a certain point as well when those players that have won trophy after trophy realised that they, they weren't going to win any for a while. And if you make a mistake at Man United, it's going to get more column inches on the back oh, page yeah. as if you do it at West Ham, Ipswich. And then they all come out and um, blame the owners. <laughs> it's the Glazers' fault. <laughs> yeah, it's always their fault. Get the scarves out. <laughs> Give us back our club. And then their like club shirt that they've bought from the club shop, putting <laughs> yeah. money into the Glazers' pocket. <laughs> that'll, but, that'll show up. Yeah, dividends and all that. I love that when they do all their protests and they're all in like advertised gear, and you're like, but you've already done what they want yeah. you to do. You've bought all the gear from their shop, and you're advertising their merchandise on TV. Yeah. You know, so yeah, no. but, you know, good luck to them. <laughs> in the Glazers, we trust. Yeah. Moise's reign actually started well, as in his first game. He won a trophy, or a shield. Fucking she- hell! A shield, a shield, to be more precise. He'll claim it though. Well, they defeated Wigan two 0 in the Community Shield, <laughs> thanks to two goals from Robin Van Persie. So, as a Liverpool fan, Liverpool they've they've won their fair share of Community Shields, Charity Shields over time. Do you count it as a trophy in the cabinet? Uh, not really officially, but it's nice to win because you you want to win any game, but. It's one of them games, isn't it? If you lose, it's a pointless, um, you know, it's just a big plate that you serve your dinner on. And then if you win it, especially if you beat like one of your rivals, you can just mug them off for the weekend. Mm. And they'll say, it doesn't even matter. We had, we had our B team out. <laughs> I, I guess with the chat with the community shield is that if like, say it was the only thing you'd won in 20 years, I'd be like, oh yeah, that's, that's a trophy. I'd yeah, take that. Yeah. But if like you just, you're a team who win, who just pick up, League Cups, FA Cups, Premier Leagues for fun, like Sitter, then, yeah, he probably just... Yeah, like Although I've... Pep does count it, doesn't he? Was it Pep or Mourinho? Well, Mourinho yeah, no, counts it. Pep counted it because it was on the front of their bus, wasn't it? When yes, they won that, all the domestic what, trophies and they had, like, the big four or whatever. Yes. Which uh, they get reminded of every time they lose in the charity <laughs> shield and say, it's not even a big trophy, like... They're like, well, it looked like it was a big trophy when it was on the front of your bus going up and down, but never mind. Well, but I think for a team like Leicester, Leicester won it recently. It's, mm. it's big for them, you know, because it's it's a continuation of winning a, a trophy. Agreed. And if Wigan had won it, yeah, well, oh, they'd yeah. been shouting from the yeah. Especially as they were in the championship. At the yeah, <laughs> definitely. And you, well, in the championship and in Europe as well. <laughs> but when I when I was like looking at this, when I just first of all saw this game as Moyes' first game as United manager, I, I look back on like a few of the the Community Shields in years gone by because a lot mm. of them I really don't remember. No, but, they're not very memorable. But often. also with the Community Shield, I think they always seem to switch TV channels as well. I mean, mm. one year they seem to be on like BBC, next yeah. year Sky. I think Premier Sports had it. ITV probably done a few. ITV. I mean, Arsenal beat Man United three one in two thousand and four. No recollection. Man United and Portsmouth, nil-nil. United winning 3-1 on penalties in 2008. Man City 3, Chelsea 2 in 2012 at Villa Park. No, I didn't even know it was played at Villa Park, to be honest. Same. So I probably watched it as well, which is the strange thing, but glorified friendly. Just one one thing about Wigan I saw the other day, um, while we're kind of tenuously talking about them. Do you know what they serve at Wigan? They do a Wigan BAP. 
Do you, do you know what it is? A wig and butt. It's like a bread roll with a whole pie in the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> a wig and butt. That sounds, that's, that's Carb City, first of all. Yeah. Fucking hell. Oh, <laughs> how can we get more carbs? Yeah. <laughs> you know what this gigantic pie needs? An entire full-size bread roll with either side of it. The big one from Wigan. Yeah. Fucking hell. Oh. Coming to a Michelin restaurant near you. We'll have to put one of those up on the socials. We'll have to find yeah. a photo or just make one ourselves. No, you can. There's a, it's on like, um, one of these forums like on a way day sleepers, I think it was on. Mm. Someone got one. It was like Blackburn Rovers fans went up to Wigan, so they got the, the Wigan back and they showed you it on the on the camera. So the Premier League season finally started. So they started off with a decent 4-1 win away yeah. at Swansea at the Liberty Stadium. Notable for Wayne Rooney being left on the bench. Ooh. So David Moyes trying to stamp his authority on Do the team. Do you think that was because United had poached him off Everton when Moyes was the manager, wasn't mm. he, when he gave his, his debut? Yeah. When he was um, yes. only 12 years old. That's a, that's a good shout. Scored that goal past Seaman. Yeah, that's a very that's a very good shout. And they have long memories, these managers, don't they? But then Rooney did become like United and England's highest ever goal scorer. Yeah, so. Mo- Moyes knows best, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Rooney always looked like one of them people that shouldn't be very good at football. Oh, you know? yeah, he looked like a gargoyle. Not Shrek. Except like a Shrek that would bang your granny if you left her unattended. I, I remember seeing a photo of that granny. It was, <laughs> it was literally a granny as well. It wasn't like it was just kind of like an older woman who was a bit of a fox, a bit of a cougar, no, it was an actual like granny. Like imagine a granny in your head. That's who he Oh, he had a granny in his bed. Well. Is <laughs> <laughs> that a video when he got knocked out as well? He's having a fight in his living oh, room Phil with the boxing gloves. He did a, I think he mocked it or he did some type of celebration after he scored, you know. Yeah, because they said it was like a fake video, but it looked literally like he knocked him out when he fell on the floor. And he was knocked out by a Stoke City player as well. Was he? Yeah, well, Phil Bardsley, I think he was at Stoke at the time. He was ex-Man United. Oh, he was the one that, that I punched think, him. Yeah, I think there was something, he was involved well, somewhere. I mean, that was, must have been the highlight of Phil Bardsley's whole career. United then got a creditable 0-0 draw against Chelsea. Before Moyes succumbed to his first loss as United manager, you'll be pleased to hear this, a 1-0 defeat away at Liverpool. Oh, can, yeah. Can you remember much about that, Ad? Yeah, it was a corner. I can't remember who headed it. And then Sturridge kind of headed it in on on the line. Yeah, described that perfectly. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, we beat him 1-0. They rebounded, though. They defeated Crystal Palace 2-0 and then an entertaining 4-2 win over Bayer Leverkusen before Blimey. coming up against Manchester City in the all-important Manchester derby. Moyes needed to make his mark. First Manchester derby, put up a fight, and they got on the score sheet, but ultimately lost 4-1, and they all battered. Yeah, this was the start of the change in domination, I think, on uh, Mankland. Well, City's team had, you had Sergio Aguero, Yaya Toure, Sami Nasri, who at the time was in the form of his life, was a, a great signing for City. David Silva, I mean... Fantastic player. Yeah. Silva, yeah. I think people forget how great Yaya Toure was as well. well. He was until they forgot his birthday. Yeah, there's there's one stat of him. I don't know if it's this season or the season after. It's unbelievable. He Go scores on. like nearly 30 goals, does like 40 assists. And, you know, me. tackles, chances created, a lot off the charts. He was he was a unit. He was massive, yeah. but he was he was quite... When he got going, it took him a while to get going, but when he got going, there was just no stopping him. Oh, brilliant, brilliant player. Was he, um, was he Colo's brother? Yes. Yeah, because yeah. there's that song, isn't there? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Colo, Colo, Colo. Yeah, I like that song. <laughs> no, <I'm sorry. laughs> I'll try and splice. I'll try and splice that in if I can find it. Yeah, we'll chuck it in. Come on, let's go!
because he was a centre back under Pep, of course. Pep, be, you know, we had mm. to kind of complicate things. You are the greatest centre back in the world. Didn't win the Champions League. It'll be ours in a couple of years, mate. The Toon Army will be up there with Europe's elite, Blimey. us and PSG, two teams who've kind of risen up through the ranks <laughs> with solid hard work <laughs> solid hard work yeah. academy graduates like yeah. Joe Linton and Bruno Guimaraes and, and just a small 500 billion donation nah mate <laughs> again though United rebounded so after the 1-0 loss to Liverpool United actually did defeat Liverpool 1-0 in the League Cup a couple of weeks later but any momentum was stalled when they were on the receiving end of a shock 2-1 defeat to West Bromwich Albion. Wow. Can you remember who scored the winner for West Brom? Oh, my God. He's a player who was an English player, tipped for big things. Oh, that, that narrows it down. <laughs> <laughs> we, we hardly ever have those. Uh, Kieran Richardson. Oh, close, but you're way off. Saido <laughs> <laughs> Berahino. Oh. Do you remember him? I remember... Didn't he have one of them funny transfer situations as well, where he was supposed yeah. to sign for someone, but then never did? Spurs. Like the Peter Odenwingi one. <laughs> he just showed up. He just like, went to QPR, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> and part there all night, and then realised that the clubs hadn't agreed a deal, so he had to just drive off. <laughs> and Sky Sports News were filming him outside the ground. They, did, they interviewed Harry about it, didn't they, when he was hanging out his Hanging car, out his Range Rover. Yeah, of course. He did that on purpose, didn't he? Oh, yeah. He never had his suit on, so he always got the boom. <laughs> so that's just the- bags of cash in the front seat. Like, that's not mine. It's not even in my account. I'm not a wheeler dealer, Sean. My dog's account. <laughs> I just went to Monaco for a holiday. <laughs> so that defeat to West Brom made it Man United's worst start to a season since 1989. Holy so shit! The pressure. Like the start of the Fergie eras. Pressure was on. I wonder what the last time West Brom had won there as well. I can't imagine it oh, too many times. I haven't got the numbers, but yeah, a lot of long. First time since 1904 or so. something ridiculous. Yeah, when Stanley Matthews was playing. And Roy Hodgson was still the manager back then as well. <laughs> yeah. But after this defeat, United and Moyes, they came out fighting. As on the 5th of October, Man United defeated Sunderland 2-1 in an away game, which started a seven-game unbeaten run in the league Ooh. and a ten-game unbeaten run in all competitions. In amongst those results, they had draws with Southampton, Real Sociedad, Cardiff City. They did thump by a Leverkusen 5-0 and beat Stoke. But they couldn't make it 11 games unbeaten as they suffered a 1-0 defeat Two, and this this would be a painful one. David Moyes' old club Everton, <laughs> and then another one 0 defeat to the mighty Toon Army of <laughs> Newcastle United. I I remember that Everton defeat because that that fact came out immediately afterwards where they said um, David Moyes always said he'd get an Everton team to win at Old Trafford, <laughs> but the unfortunate <laughs> thing was he was the manager of Man United when it happened. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you just love it when, st- when facts like that are just the stars oh, align yeah. perfectly and stats like that are just um, it's all brilliant. Yeah, drama. yeah. You could, he was like, "Yes, we did it." Oh shit! Yeah, I'm in the other dugout now. At least I didn't sign that clown for Laney. Oh no, there he is. Yeah, he's right in the middle there. Even though in the league they weren't having the best results in the Champions League, they were getting through their group comfortably enough. So they they saw off Shakhtar Donetsk, Donetsk 
easy for you to say. Easy for me to say, first save with my new tongue. 1-0 at Old Trafford, but once again, United lost at home in the next Premier League game <laughs> against Tottenham Hotspur, Fucking where hell. Emmanuel Adebayor scored for his 83rd club. That was a weird sign-in as well, because they would sing those like really racist horrible songs about him when he was an Arsenal player mm. and then they fucking signed him signed him and all was forgiven but he signed for them as well if that was me I'd be like you can fuck off <laughs> Atabayor was really strange because he'd always whenever he'd go to a new club he'd always like bang the goals in mm. like at Real Madrid I think he joined on loan yeah, and he Real absolutely Madrid, yeah. he banged the goals in as soon as he was signed to a contract a long term contract he just kind of, he couldn't score for shit. He was, I don't know what it was, he just he just downed He scored that goal for City against Arsenal, oh. didn't he? And then he ran the length of the pitch and knee slid in front of him. And that, that's one of the all-time classic Premier yeah. League moments. Proper mug off, that was. I think there's like a photo going round where it's just, you just see the fans just kind of just yeah, turning. Yeah, raging. Him. Yeah. And he's got like his arms out on his knees, like, like in your face. But yeah, Real Madrid went through some random signings. That, wasn't that, it's the same time they signed Graveson. We said last time, didn't we, that Royston Drenth. Royston Drenth, yeah. yes. Obviously, Woody went there. Yeah, yeah, they've signed some stinkers. But this is the time when Fergie would never lose to Spurs as well. Remember, he'd always say, it's only Spurs, lads, that yeah. famous quote. That's and, all he would say to them. <laughs> yeah, literally, it's only Spurs. Because they were, what were they, 3-0 down in that one yeah. game and they won 5-3? 5-3, yeah. Quiet heart lane. They still struggled to shake off that tag. They thought when Poch was there and they would get into Champions League finals they finally shunned the Spursy tag and then yeah. Mourinho went there they were missing out on the Champions League there was obviously the Tottenham documentary as well which didn't of course didn't end well all or nothing spoiler alert it's nothing exactly one day you would think the penny's going to drop for Spurs because they've got probably the best stadium now in the league or one of the best stadiums in the yeah. league but well, it's fucking massive yeah as a as a building, yeah, but yeah, not the atmosphere for me. They've had managers with pedigree. They've had Poch. They've had Conte. They've had Mourinho. Nuno. They've had Nuno. Mm. Nuno Espirito Santos. <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe they had Christian Gross. Yeah. How far are we going to go back here, Glenn Hoddle? Juan de Ramos. To make matters worse, United were then knocked out of the FA Cup two one at home to Swansea. A Wilfred Boney Bonnie inspired Swansea that's another random player well that's a random player Man City signed remember City signed Bonnie yeah he did fuck all Joe they signed didn't they Joe like, wasn't he Brazilian but like the only yeah. Brazilian no one had ever heard of <laughs> he went to Everton as well. he went to Everton funnily yeah. enough as well oh he was shite yeah but to go out of home to Swansea like this is after they've suffered multiple home defeats as well and you know they might lose one at Old Trafford during the season and you could be forgiven but to lose time after time you know people are starting to question him now and there's always been that stigma with him that he's never won anything anyway no absolutely I think when taking over from Fergie I think the consensus was okay don't judge him in terms of maybe not the league this year maybe might be a bit of a, a tall order but, you know, stay in those Champions League places, you know, get a bit of consistency at home. Mm. But they were just they were just crumbling. They just couldn't eat. And every week, whenever Moyes was interviewed, he just looked older and older. Yeah, he would, like, praise the opposition, which United managers never do. Yeah. Ferguson was famous for that, you know. He would yeah. slate everything apart from praise the opposition, you know. he would. It was always something against them or... Or they had injuries, or decisions didn't go their way, or there famously wasn't enough time on the end. And Fergie time. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. You know, he would defend his team to the hilt, and Moyes was just openly like, well, you know, they played really well against us, and they probably deserved the points, and we were pretty terrible. And imagine Ferguson 
teething in the background, like you know, steam coming out of his ears. Well, Ferdinand's gone on to say, Rio Ferdinand has gone on to say that with the team talks that Moyes used to give the players, he'd spend ages focusing on the opposition while not recognising the strengths, well, the Premier League title winning strengths that they had. Ferguson would just focus on them and just make the odd comment about an opposition player, maybe if they were playing against, I don't know, a special talent. But Moyes, very much in the Everton mould, where it was a case of. Okay, how can we stop them from scoring first of all? Yeah, and then how can we attack? But uh, speaking to Premier League title winners, it was probably a shock to the system. But yeah. they oh. ultimately had to go out and execute his plan, I suppose. Maybe Ferdinand should just concentrate on when he's supposed to take a piss test. But... <laughs> oh, he went there. He went there. I did hear one quote at this time when um, they're in uh, one of the like movie rooms, and all Moyes does is show clips of Everton for his tactics that he wants United to do. And I heard that, yeah. This is when Ferdinand shouts, I think it was Ferdinand at the time, shouts out, well, why the fuck are we watching them? They've never won anything. And then Moyes would be like, I'm the manager, I decide what we watch, and you'll, you'll bloody watch it and, and listen. And then he'd pipe up again, because mm-hmm. he was the captain, and say, well, you haven't won fuck all either, so why are we listening to you? And, you, will le- you will learn from Phil Jagielka, damn it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you think, well... When you've got that opposition from your own mm. squad, you know, and he's got nothing to back it up with, you know, mm. what can he say back to that? Ferdinand's literally right yeah. about what he said about Everton and him, you know, it's and no comeback, the, the egos there? on this team, they are champions and uh, mm. multiple champions. A lot of them have won at least one European Cup under yeah. Fergie as well. And if you haven't got that to back it up, then you are going to get questioned yep. and Definitely. they're going to try and throw you under the bus at some point as well because they hear the fans furore after every defeat and they're not going to want to take it on their shoulders so they're going to make everyone see that well we're not happy with them either so the new year of 2014 didn't really bring a change of fortune they lost 2-1 to Sunderland in the first leg of the league cup embarrassing but they (laughs) did get some payback on Swansea in the league they beat them 2-0 at home before losing 3-1 to Chelsea who scored the hat-trick? Eto. Yes, indeed. And he did that cripple celebration yes. at the end because they said he was too old. That's right, yeah, well yeah. remembered. So in this game, Vidic was sent off late on and there was no Rooney, no Van Persie, no Ferdinand and no Fellaini. Did so, you know um, Eto won the Champions League with Real Madrid and Barcelona? Mm, yes, yeah, so he did. Because he was a youngster for Real Madrid when they won it in ah, yeah, 2003. Yes. He was in the squad, so he got a medal and then he... Grew up as a player. And he won it with Inter Milan as well. Of course he did. Yeah, the Mourinho. Yeah. Properly with the trivia today, are you? It's all there. It's yeah. all there, my friend. I don't know anything about real life, but <laughs> I excel at this. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs real life, mate? Yeah. This is your life now. This, it's too hard for me. I just, I just do this podcast. <laughs> so at this point, United were seventh in the table. Oof. So again, things didn't get any better from there. They drew 3-3 with Sunderland in the second leg of the League Cup. Yeah, I remember watching that. So they lost 5-4 in aggregate. What, yeah, what are your memories right, of that? They scored right at the end, Sunderland, mm-hmm. didn't they? And yeah, knocked them out on the... Was it away goals? No, I think it was just 5-4. They oh, they just literally three, knocked well, them out. Yeah, 3-3, 2-1 in the first leg. Yeah, 3 all in the second. Yeah, wow. So February of that year, of 2014, came along. New month, same old United. They lost to Stoke 2-1 at the Britannia Stadium. <laughs> Charlie Adam netting both goals. Wow. And as you mentioned earlier, this kind of came to mind when I rewatched this. 
he does not look like a footballer, no. Charlie Adam. Oh no. When he signed for Liverpool, I got his name and number on the back of my shirt because I could have Adam on the back of my shirt. Fuck. And I went to his debut, we played Bolton and he scored on that day. So I had his shirt and he scored, yeah. And then he didn't really get a lot better after that. <laughs> <laughs> he was kind of of the the Jan Mulby because he was he Yeah, was but nowhere near his, nowhere his near. talent. Like, no. Yeah. He, he had like the odd moment of brilliance. Like he tried that shot from the halfway line eight times every game. And then he'd get it right once away at Chelsea. He did score that one at Chelsea. Yeah, and then say. it would be like, oh, see, that's why I always do it. And yeah, he was always like five seconds late for every challenge he put in. And yeah, garbage player. I don't know. Again, that was another pathetic signing from Blackpool. Do you remember that Jay Spearing? He didn't look like oh, a footballer either. Like, he went to Blackpool after as well. Did he? Yeah. He's actually back at Liverpool now. Is he a coach? He's like a coach of the under-18s, I think. Yeah, but he played some reserve games the other day. And we were getting to the point where we were dangerously lean on midfielders. And I thought, please, God, don't put 40-stroke-41-year-old <laughs> Jay Spearing in. He hasn't got that bad again, surely. But. He, he was a regular under Y, wasn't he? Uh, and Kenny as well. I remember we, we got to Kenny. two cup finals in 2012 and played Chelsea. And um, we, we won the League Cup against Cardiff after penalties. When uh, Stephen Gerrard's cousin missed the one for Cardiff. Oh, Anthony. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, so we we smashed the shit out of them in the in the penalties. To be fair, yeah, they you were did. they were absolutely humiliated Cardiff, and <laughs> I think the club folded after that final. I, I I haven't heard from them since. No, the defeat was so heavy. You know, <laughs> we we stamped our authority all over it. And then we played Chelsea in the FA Cup final, and he started Jay Spearing in the middle, and he got turned instantly by Ramirez, who went on to score, and then. He didn't really do a lot in the second half. And then he brought, yeah, Andy Carroll, the English Darwin Nunes. <laughs> he, he nearly brought us back into it, but it was too late by then. Jay Spoon had already fucked it up. <laughs> the ultimate player who does not look like a footballer has got to be Akin Fenwa. Yeah. He is a fucking unit of a man. Yeah, I don't want to say too much against him because he is fucking huge. Oh, yeah, no, he was good. He was, he was, he's a great player. He needs to learn how to wear headphones, though. He's does my head in. He does his podcast now and he's always on talk sport and they're like up there like it's like the street way of wearing just wear the fucking headphones <laughs> they go over your ears that's what they're for yeah maybe <laughs> learn down the mean streets of Wickham oh yeah no doubt but again you know lovely lovely chap and um, <laughs> I would shake his hand if uh, I saw him he'd break your hand mate I yeah I would not even cry I'd just say that's fine that's that's all fine he is a massive Liverpool fan yeah he is yeah Klopp should have signed him. Just he would have been a definitely a plan B, the ultimate. Well, plan he'd, have B got, he'd have got a game at one point. We had so many injuries. Yeah. You played those times. You played Stephen Colker up front. Up front, yeah. We signed Stephen Colker as defensive cover, and you had to play him as a striker. God, anyone who slags off Klopp nowadays has never lived through that. Ricky Lambert, Stephen Colker, and Balotelli up front <laughs> with David Ngo as the backup. If you live through that as a Liverpool fan, you deserve to just be a 100% supporter. So where were we on our trip down memory lane? So a two-all draw with Fulham on the 9th of February was notable because United crossed the ball into the box 81 times, <laughs> which was the record Fuck. number ever recorded since Opta began. So pretty much across every minute. Yeah, pretty nearly much. one a minute. Yeah. yeah. Do you reckon they were gutted afterwards that they didn't manage 90? <laughs> yeah. After you've put 81 in... <laughs> I know, yeah, so near yet. It's so almost far. like a pointless stat now. <laughs> well, Darren Bent equalised in the last minute as well, so it was it was all for nothing. Was that from across? 
Just to mug them off. (laughs) Fulham put one crossy and scored from it. So United were given the relatively easy drawing of Olympiacos in the last 16 of the Champions League. But of course, they made hard work of it. They suffered an embarrassing 2-0 loss away to the Greek side before managing to turn it around in the home leg 3-0 to buck their place in the quarterfinal against an equally easy tie, easy opponent, in Bayern Munich. Was so, this Pep's Bayern Munich? Pep's Bayern Munich, oh. correct Amundo. He's in the Champions League quarter-final. He's got that to hang his hat on. Not bad at all. They'd have lost that second leg. Yeah, that, that would have been it. I think that would have been like it. Seventh, eighth, whatever they were in, in the Premier League and out of the Champions League. That would have been toast for him, mm. yeah. Out of the Cups as well. Like. The next statement I'm going to read should please you as well. So Liverpool completed a league double over United on the 16th of March, winning 3-0 again. Nemanja Vidic was sent off but incredibly <laughs> the fourth time in his career against yeah, Liverpool he, he couldn't play against Liverpool um, for all the qualities he brought to United and they'll say he was one of their best ever centre-backs he had a real hoodoo especially with Torres playing mm. against him he just couldn't handle it and more often than not he would pull someone down and give it the old didn't do it and then just get red carded yeah, Torres rinsed him on a number of occasions. Yeah. I, think. I think there was that famous game. I think it was four. Was it four one? I think I seem yeah. to remember. Yeah. Let the ball bounce and yeah. And that was that was a again he a nearly. And then he pulled Gerard down in the second half and that's, got sent off. That's right. And I think that was the year Liverpool nearly Liverpool again. Another one. <laughs> yeah, another Liverpool. one. We nearly I, won. We won't mention that. Including this season, yeah. weirdly enough. Yeah, we won't, won't go too deeply into that. But yeah. Um, yeah, that that game I remember for two reasons. One was because Liverpool fans took a massive banner in that said uh, David Moyes is a football genius, <laughs> and there was all pictures of him looking like Frank Spencer on the <laughs> on the banner. Just <laughs> and then um, I think United fans flew an aeroplane across. Remember when everyone started oh, hiring aeroplanes? Yeah, that was the end thing. Wasn't yeah, it? sometimes they were with like horrifically racist messages and. You know, they, they shouldn't have been hired. But this time it just said, uh, not our manager. <laughs> Fucking um, Because um, copying that Ferguson quote originally. And um, yeah, they flew it over the stadium before the game. I remember and that. And then they went on to lose 3-0. I, I, begin, I did begin feeling sorry for Moyes. As much as it was great to see no, Man United. I absolutely loved it. Uh, I, did. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted him to stay there. Like when uh, Solskjaer was struggling near the end. I just wanted him to keep going week after week. The thing with Solskjaer is... That, that first interview he gave when he said, they said, why don't you park in the manager's spot? He said, I can't park in that spot. That's that's Alex Ferguson's spot. And it's like, you fucking melt. You're the manager yeah. of Man United. I get you respect, Ferguson. Totally get that. But how, how are the players meant to respect him when he's like, oh, I can't yeah. park in the manager's spot, even though I am the manager? He should have gone in there, picked up the massive portrait of Ferguson <laughs> and smashed it on the floor that's in front of everyone and then brought Fergie in and just punched him <laughs> and said... Fergie time's over, bitch. Uh, have you seen that episode of The Simpsons where Homer's playing Mr. Burns' head like a bongo? Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> He's trying yeah. To That's what he should have done. He should have done yeah. that. I am the captain now. <laughs> and then, yeah, he got, like, you know, Ferdinand would have been slamming his contract on the table. <laughs> Give him whatever he wants. I forgot to take my piss test. <laughs> so another big game came around. Another big defeat. This time, arch-rivals... Another arch rival, Man City, completing a league double over United, <coughs> defeating them 3 0 at Old Trafford. Oh so we mentioned like City's like midfield or their star players earlier. United's midfield in that game was Carrick, Cleverly, and Fellaini. I mean, that's not, not the best. No, not really. 
But onwards, onwards and upwards. So still in the Champions League. The Champions League rolled on with the quarterfinals, with United actually managing to hold the mighty German champions Bayern Munich to a respectable 1-1 draw in the first leg at Old Trafford. Before the second leg, United actually managed a 4-0 thrashing of, I think it was Newcastle or someone. But anyway, <laughs> the, second, <laughs> but the second leg against Bayern Munich, United put up a valiant fight but lost 3-1. So they were out of the Champions League. Wasn't that, I think, the, was the first leg in Germany? And didn't, wasn't that the one when Robin hit that volley? into the, the side net and, and I think Bayern Munich went on to win the Champions League that year didn't they? they the first leg was at Old Trafford second leg was away oh, it must have been a different year then but Munich did go on to win the Champions League they beat League. Dortmund at uh, Wembley yep Pops, yeah. I Pops thought it was that year it must have been a year after then they played United and Robin done that volley into the side netting and they done that weird like celebration where he just looked like Charlie Brown on acid <laughs> Sounds like Robin, mate. Sounds yeah. like Robin. Robin, he had like one skill, didn't he? Cut inside, yeah, cut shoot. In, yeah. But it would work. It would over work. and over and over exactly. and over. And now like everyone tries to copy him. Yeah. If you're left footer playing on the right side of midfield yeah. or like attack or whatever, inside forward. But him and Frank Weebley <laughs> with his awful scar down his face, the, the rat of Ratatouille, <laughs> he would cut in from the other side and they were just like the, the double act, weren't they? And then they stole Lewandowski off Dortmund as well. I think that's just how it goes, isn't it? It's just like Man United signed Leeds players, Munich signed Dortmund's players. I think that's just kind of like, it's become to be expected now. Develop Dortmund just develop players, knowing that Bayern Munich will come in for them and they just get, <laughs> get a decent price. Feeder team, really, unfortunately, because uh, Dortmund, I mean, it's been... Munich have won the Bundesliga, I think it's the last 12 years. Yeah, 8,000 years in a row 8, they've won it. Years. Yeah. But it doesn't seem that long ago, Dortmund and the Klopp, when they won two years in a row. Yeah, they won two, two in a row, row didn't yeah. they? Yeah. And they got to um, the Champions League final, although but, they'd lost to Bayern Munich. But yeah, Munich gutted them of, of their yeah, best players. Extra time. I think Union Berlin are top at the moment. Are they? In Germany, yeah. But whether they'll last the pace or not. Well, I mean, Lille won it in France, didn't they? Yeah. They won it more recently in France. Wasn't that when Potts went there and everyone was like, you can, yeah. take, you can take the man out of Tottenham? <laughs> <laughs> he goes to PSG and doesn't win the league. It's unheard of. <laughs> Me and you could win the league over there. In his first game for PSG, I think it was like the France equivalent of the League Cup final. Yeah. And they won it and he was like, I've proved myself now. I've won a trophy. I can now <laughs> go back to Spurs. Because he was linked to Spurs about two weeks later, wasn't he? If I yeah. remember rightly, going back. Then. And United. And United. <laughs> yeah, you can never get that movie once, can he, Potch? No, they gave it to Wreck-It Ralph instead. <laughs> he'll be, I, my, my words, he'll be back at Spurs, Potch, at some point. So another team then completed the League double over United. And this is rock bottom because it was Moyes' old side, Everton, Oof. now under the leadership of Roberto Martinez. Everton defeated United 2-0, which was United's 11th league defeat of the season. Jeez, when was... I mean, I can't remember any other season in recent memory where they'd lost anywhere near that number of games. You're talking back in the 80s again. Yeah, 11, 11 defeats, and that's not even through the whole season yet. Yeah. But it was the end of Moyes' season... Because unsurprisingly, <laughs> this turned out to be Moyes' last match as Man United manager. He was sacked on the 22nd of April 2014. United finished that season 7th on 64 points with Ryan Giggs, hashtag give it gives to the give end of the season, a- taking charge until the end of that season. 
any surprises, mate, that Moyes, Moyes left? Not well, sacked even? No, because as you said, their, their form was terrible and they're out of every single competition. I mean, they're out of the league before Christmas, really. They were never going to compete in the league and then the hope was maybe they'd nick a couple of cups. Um, but again, when you look on it afterwards, um, I know we looked at Neville the episode before and what happened with Valencia after. They didn't really do anything. Again, United haven't done much. I know True. Jose went there, won a League Cup and a Europa, Europa League, League, didn't he? Yeah. I think um, Van Hal, Van Hal, <laughs> saxophone player. <laughs> he um, he won the <laughs> FA Cup. I was diving around on the touchline. Um, oh, what a man. She's the best saxophone player I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm not drunk. But, you know, he done that. Uh, Ricket Ralph came in. Ole steered his wheel right off the fucking ship. Yeah. Um, they've all struggled. And, and they were all backed a lot more than Moyes was. Moyes was barely given anything. Mm. You know, and and anyone who came in at the end of an era like that, as we saw at Liverpool, Kenny finally resigned. He went through Sunez, Evans, Julier, and and you know it took all that time to to get competing again anywhere near a league title winner. Um, so anyone who took over from Fergie was was doomed to fail. It was a poison chalice. Yeah, exactly, and and he took it as as you would because he wants to put himself up at that level. And for too long we've seen. Managers who think they should be at that level not given the opportunity, mm. and here he is, handpicked by the man himself. And of mm. course, you're going to say yes. If you say no at that point, you'll never manage at that level ever. And I think with Moyes coming in, I think Fellaini, that sign in, I think not being able to get transfers over the line like Bale, Cruz, mm. whoever else they were after, sign in Fellaini, I think that encapsulates and sums up. Yeah, kind of Moyes' time there. An interview with Hernandez Chicharito, which means the little P. Little P. He had that on his shirt, didn't he? He did, and his dad was the P, the big P, I think. Oh <laughs> big God, P. his <laughs> mum was mum's too. <laughs> he actually went on to say about Moyes, "We didn't ever have anything personal. It was a mistake that they took him. It was the first mistake, but it's still haunting them now. That appointment changed careers that could have gone better. Rafael, myself." Welbeck and others who needed to go away to play. So Chicharito, Hernandez, whatever you want to call him, wasn't his biggest fan. No. Also, Rio Ferdinand has gone on to say that Moyes, when he came in, he wanted to do everything. Ferdinand, he said that Ferguson, he was great at delegating. So the scouting, the training, that the nutrition, he would yeah. delegate. And Moyes, I think he came in and he wanted to he wanted to stamp his authority so much, leaving Rooney out. Doing all the scouting, yeah, but he he just couldn't attract. He couldn't get those big transfers over the line. And if he did, Mata came in. It was a little bit too little, too late. I mean, there was the grandiose entrance on the helicopter, <laughs> <laughs> but again, he couldn't really change their fortunes. No, but I'd still say. I mean, I don't blame them for getting rid of him because they were becoming a laughing stock as well, which you know they they hadn't been for so long. Um, so that they had to bin him off, really. But they did back everyone else a lot more than they backed Moyes. And maybe if they'd given him some time, you never know. And actually got the, some some big signings in, maybe he could have done something finally and actually won a trophy. But uh, it wasn't to be for him. And as we've seen, it was a it was a long, long time, still counting now, really, for uh, 
United to get back up where they where they were under Fergie. There was there was some talk of him actually, or oh, I saw a few online polls about if he should be in the frame for the Man United job. I think when Solskjaer was doing poorly and Moyes was doing well with doing West well Ham. at West Ham, yeah. I, yeah. But I Got think him into Europe exactly, and I think West Ham. He's he's he has done really well at West Ham. He's had some some of his jobs since. I knew he did Real Sociedad. <laughs> One those threads times, <laughs> which you, <laughs> which you, um, you expertly um, told us about uh, briefly on the last episode, and he went to Sunderland, and again that was a good, loads yeah, of management. He had a Sunderland. bit of a shit run, but yeah, West Ham in his. Um, well, he had two spells at West yeah, Ham. Yeah, his second spell. He? He's he, definitely because remember after he came back for his second spell, they were protesting on the pitch um, yeah. at the London Stadium. They were tearing the stadium apart. They weren't happy and. And now look at them, you know, they're, they're a difficult team to beat and and he got them nearly all the way to the Europa League final last season. And they play really good football. It would have been easy for him to slip off into obscurity after the after the United job yeah. because he was probably becoming a little bit of a, of a laughing stock in terms of his managerial career since. But he went to West Ham. He had kind of courage to go back there despite all the fan protests, despite the fact he probably knew it was going to be received negatively. They play good football, West Ham. He's developed a lot of players there. I mean, Declan Rice has yeah. become a really, really, like, well, one of the first names on the England Jared team. Jared Bowen. Jared Bowen. Lanzini. Yeah, well, Antonio. I mean, the list They've goes on and on. Ben Rama now as well. Ben Rama. They've got a lot of exciting players. Yeah. And Moyes, Moyes has said in interviews, the United job came about eight to ten years too early for him. But like you said, if you don't take it, when is that? opportunity going to arise again yeah you know you've got that crop of managers haven't you Allardyce Moyes Hodgson Eddie Howe Eddie Howe yeah I guess um, Pardew mm. and you know the chances for them to manage a, a big 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 club are so rare I mean Hodgson went to Liverpool and that was disastrous as well mm. but you have to take these opportunities and if it works it works but more often than not it doesn't work <laughs> no. unfortunately for them it could have been worse you could have been Leeds manager yeah, well, he wouldn't have lasted that long. <laughs> so, so that was that was David Moyes at Manchester United. He came, he saw, he failed miserably. He conquered fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you've enjoyed that episode. Thank you once again, everyone who's listened. If you could leave us a five star review, that would really help us and improve that algorithm. Again, if you, anyone can tell us what an algorithm is, that'd be much appreciated. Yeah, we might have to Google that for the next one. <laughs> but we're actually quite organised in terms of we've got like a plan for the next episode. Yeah, I know I'm shocked as well. And um, Ad, do you want to take it away? What are we doing? Yeah, next so episode? next time we will be reviewing um, a selection of well, pretty much guff football films <laughs> over the the past few decades. And um, the first one we're going to do is Escape to Victory. Which, um, I don't know if you remember this one, Ad, but it's basically um, a group of English soldiers during World War II get captured by the Nazis. And uh, some of them are American as well. And they end up playing a football game against the superior team from the um, German army. And um, while they're playing them, they try to escape out of the stadium. But it's, it's hilarious because you've got sliced alone in goal. <laughs> And of course, you, who, yeah, else? who else? Who else? But the the, the the human midget that is sliced alone with zero football talent. And then you've actually got real footballers in there, like uh, I think Bobby Moore was in it, Ooh. Pele, 
Uh, so Michael Caine's in it. Of course. <laughs> you know, and it's just a car crash of a film. So we thought, let's start doing these. Um, we're going to do some other football films as well. You've got the, the goal films. Yes, that's the one based on... What is it? New, because yeah, Newcastle. Yeah, guy went to Newcastle. Then he goes to Real Madrid, I think, in one as well. Because they, they signed a player in real life with this very similar name to yeah, that guy. Yeah, I can't... Off the top of my head, I yeah, can't remember. Yeah, it happened a while ago, didn't it? Yeah. Um, and then you've obviously got ones like uh, Bend It Like Beckham. Yeah, you know, we'll be, we shall watch all of these so you don't have to. <laughs> I've never seen Escape to Victory. You've you've seen it? Before? Yeah, I've seen it before, yeah. Um, but yeah, I now have a copy of it thanks to eBay. Jeez. Other auction sites are available. But yeah, so that should be uh, that should be good. I'm uh, it's my first take at a film review. Yeah. So, uh, we'll give it we'll, we'll give it a go and we'll we'll try and make it fun. Um, and we are as well, we should say we're internationally recognized now. We are, mate. We are. We have listeners in not only all over Europe, but as far away as New Zealand G'day, and mate. in the United States. Hey, I'm walking over here. Cup of coffee. <laughs> We've just lost all the listeners from the United States then, due to that horrific impression. But yeah, so um, yeah, thanks to everyone around the world. Around the world. Listen. So if you're not listening now, you suck because everybody in the world is listening. You're awful people. Yeah. Except if you like us, then you're good people. Yeah. Also, also like us and follow us and, and download all the episodes. Yeah, listen to our... We've got a back catalogue now, technically. I'd yeah. say four. I think four... Once you've had four episodes, you can say you've got a back yeah. catalogue. When, you, when you've been podcasting as long as us. So, uh, yeah, that'll do it for this week. Ad, it's been a pleasure. It's been fun. Always great to talk about the demise of Man United. Yeah, you know, yes, we'll probably do one at some point about the demise of Liverpool, don't worry. <laughs> Keep an eye on social media regarding the next episode, the Escape to Victory episode. We're going to try and get an episode out once every two weeks. I'm moving house at the moment, so it's tricky. We want to do do them weekly eventually, but at the moment, you'll have to just... Uh, How dare you have your own life? Well, this this will be my life soon, mate, and this will like I That's say, right. you know... This is, this is the way. <laughs> and just builds anticipation more, than not it? Yeah. Makes people miss us more. Yeah, um, um, yeah. Share share us as well on your on your socials and try and get us some more listeners and some more followers. Yeah, but until next time, Ad. See you soon. Yep, yeah, I'll catch you then. Yeah, ta-ra. Bye. Bye. Trying too hard when 